0: You're about to experience The Golf Podcast Live with Raph and Mike. All right, all right. Welcome to The Golf Podcast Live. I'm your host, Raphael Calamat alongside Michael Bleakley. This episode, number Hello. 32, Mike. It's uh, brought to you by ECS, Evolve Creative Solutions. Hey, lots to talk about today. Uh, we do not have a guest, so we apologize, but we're not going to really apologize because, hey, it's me and Mike. We we got so many things to talk about in the world of golf. Uh, things that happen on the weekend, either on the PGA Tour, the Champions Tour, uh, the LPGA Tour, DP World Tour, Live Golf Series Information, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods. We cover it all. Uh, thanks for joining us you know whether you're watching us live or you're on one of our platforms uh, we really appreciate the support click subscribe and uh, make sure you click on your notifications as well Mike how are you how's it going today
1: I'm good I am fantastic a little beaten up after a great duel yesterday in the world amateur match race uh, but uh, yeah ready for it let's talk some golf
0: world amateur. Race? What is that? Is that the one to Dubai?
1: That is. It's the amateur version of the race to Dubai. It runs through a series of local and regional qualifiers. And the grand prize is you get to play in Dubai for for the trophy. Uh, Inaugural year was last year. And, uh, yes, we had our first match, and we were lucky to close these guys out three and two. It was uh, was a good battle, a couple of good players. Uh um, who's your partner who's your partner Callan uh, Ainsworth uh as, as some of you may oh, have yeah. known he's uh, been on the show so your name may ring a bell he's a solid golfer uh we uh w- it was a good battle you know these guys uh, kept us on our toes but we were able to make a few putts and some key shots that uh, allowed us to uh, you know move on in the bracket so I'm not sure who we're playing next but uh looking forward to seeing how um that part of the bracket transpires and uh, get into the next match.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty exciting. I mean, uh, that type of format is, is always exciting. Uh, I mean, uh, most of you are familiar with President's Cup or uh, the Ryder Cup. This year is a President's Cup year, and so that should be very exciting. The teams are slowly developing. Uh, mm-hmm. We're starting to see something really hot watching the PGA Tour. Um, we got to see. One of my uh, favorite golfers, just because he's so active on Twitter and he's funny and he's a great golfer. We're starting to see him stripe it really well. Mr. Max Homa, victory number four. Four. I believe. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Did you catch any of that?
1: I, I did uh, some highlights and in intermittent parts of the cast uh, this weekend. I didn't really follow the whole tournament in depth, but uh, I agree with you. Uh, Max Homa rocks on social media. He's one of the funniest guys on tour. If you're not following him, you should. Um, it's his fourth win. He's he, he's starting to you know grow his roots on tour. And the President's Cup year, so is he going to continue this play? Will we see him on the Cup? It's possible he is one of the winningest players uh, in the last four years three years since 2019 he's he's with an elite group of guys
0: yeah he's got his uh second at wells fargo i think that's only been done twice and he takes away a cool 1.62 million dollars uh not bad for a week's work Um, (laughs) these guys are making some, some good uh, money, you know, and then we look at, you know, the champions tour very quickly. We're going to circle back to all of this, but the champions tour, Mike, uh, we had a familiar name, Steve Flesch, also a four time PGA tour winner. And so he won the, uh, the, um, Mitsubishi Mitsubishi. I got to pronounce that properly. I try to say that 10 times fast, classic golf. Uh, event and he, final round 65. That's pretty great. Uh, we remember him from back in the day from playing really well. And you know, these guys aren't making 1.6 million, but 270K, not bad.
1: Yeah. No cut, no pressure. So, I, I mean, obviously there is uh, tournament pressure, but nothing these guys aren't used to. Like, look at this leaderboard Flesh, Harrington, Toms, Couples, L's. Uh, it's like, uh, it, it's pretty amazing yeah, to on, see the co- depth of the field right now. You got
0: that list in front of you. Why don't you read the, read the top 20 there? Cause those names are, you know, most of them are legendary. There's only, you know, five guys who qualify five guys who made it through, um, the qualifying school who have their exemption on tour, like our friend Rob LaBritz, who's on the show. Uh, so mm-hmm. you've got that list.
1: Yeah, I stopped at six there with Ells and Walker and Broadhurst, Day, Montgomery, Duke, Carlson, Stricker, Goosen, Appleby, Dunlop, Woody Austin, uh, Jay Hawes, Tom Pernice Jr., uh, Baron, Quigley, Clark, right? That gets uh, to the end of T14. Uh, you know, what a list. It's like looking back in the mirror. Uh, fantastic to see these guys out there and again and, and this is just going to get better every year there's more and more uh, pga tour uh, graduates into the into the champions tour it, it's just going to get better and better until the year tiger gets there it's going <laughs> to yeah.
0: happen also we're getting older so uh, it gets better yeah. every year because we're getting older and these guys you know basically we grew up with them playing and watching them play, so it's nice to see them, you know, keeping their game at that level. Yeah. You know, it's well, not, they're not shooting five, ten over par. You know, they're they're playing three rounds. They're not playing the four rounds unless it's a major. I think there's a yeah. there's a major happening That's next right. week for them stricker's back as well it's nice to see him in form uh well don't forget
1: about uh, Jesper parnovic did yep. you catch him this weekend <laughs> that's
0: uh, a nice uh do
1: <laughs> you might see him on the confusing for someone washing your window at a street corner but uh, uh you know he uh, he's there and uh, where is he? he was t26 two yep. under for the tournament so uh that's that's a good appearance
0: yeah that's that's fantastic the weather was kind of weird for both tours this uh, weekend lots of wind and rain a little bit of flooding um you know it just goes to show how good max is and how he's on i don't don't know is he on a heater with uh with these winds um and how he's showing up he's had some pretty great results um and and i'm fascinated i'm really fascinated uh, for his second win this season um what else is happening well you know it's funny i i posted just off topic i posted a funny um video of tiger and phil doing the uh the the golf pong uh on the on the driving range remember that video of them playing golf pong hitting it into those red yeah. buckets going back yeah. and forth and you know i kind of miss the rivalry back and forth even if they they just get a chance to meet maybe one or two more times right mike like just you know maybe this year maybe uh, at the end of this month at southern hills maybe over in, at uh, in boston for the u.s open or maybe the british open
1: I think of how thick the gallery is going to be all around the whatever hole if these guys can somehow get matched up uh, ideally, it would be great just to happen throughout the tournament naturally uh, by their play. But uh, what a gallery to fall around the controversy on Phil this year, and and just the resurrection of Tiger four You know yep. he's he's <laughs> he's he's out. He's back again, and let's 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 see this. Uh, um, let's see it continue. Let's see Tiger build on uh, his. Uh, you know, I got to say, some success at the Masters. You know, we know he wanted to play better. The fact that he finished uh, the four-day event walking, got through it. You know, threatened some action on uh, day one with a one under. Like we, were, you know, that got everyone uh, uh, pretty excited that he he could pull it off. But you know, he's he, he just had his leg rebuilt. Fact that he walked four days around the hiliest golf course yeah. on tour, arguably, uh, is is success. So, um, Tiger, Phil playing somewhere at one of these events, let's, 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 let's see it happen. Come on guys.
0: You know, I, am pretty thrilled, uh, to see them come back. And I, I obviously Phil's going to have to do a press conference. It's it, They don't want a circus at the PGA, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently was watching an interview with uh, Gary Williams and, uh, Mike Juan and, um, you know, they really want to just have a great tournament. And if he shows up, great. Uh, will he get a release? Is there is he suspended? What's happening? It isn't very clear. However, I do feel like he's going to... Uh, I think he's going to defend. I think he's going to show up unless he's not in form because he hasn't played since mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. There was a viral video that went out. He was playing... Or hitting balls on the range. He looked a little bit overweight. You know, he didn't look uh, too fit. (laughs) Uh, Some people said, you know, did he grow a beard? Is he, uh, (laughs) what's he looking like?
1: He's trying to change his appearance so he can uh, blend in. Uh, That's funny you say that. Uh, It it occurred to me now that, yes, it wasn't my first thought when I saw that clip, but it, yeah, it does. He did look a little heavy. Um, so who knows? Maybe he's been uh just enjoying the time off and um, you know, thinking about the next steps, right? Like Gary Williams told us, he thinks it should be a one on one, and and you know, I don't disagree with that, right? You know, give him a chance to slowly leak out uh, the thoughts and get it get uh the initial buzz to settle down a little bit, and and then followed up by a press conference, I think would be wise because. Yeah, wherever he shows up for the first time, it's going to be a, a bit of a gong show regardless. So, um, but anyway, let's see the show happen. Let's let's get on with it. Because Phil can't just sit in the rafters uh, that much longer. I, I think by the uh, PGA, if he misses the PGA, he's going to want, he's going to have that hunger to compete in my opinion. I think we, um, you know, that that might push them to come out who knows you know we're all in the dark on this one but what we do know there's a book coming out soon um that that's going to stir the pot to put it lightly there's been a few uh, comments leaked over the last you know week so um uh the phil story is really just starting
0: Yeah. And that that being said, I just got a message from Alan Shipnuck. He's supposed to be on the show next week because he's got that controversial book coming out, the unofficial biography of Phil Mickelson. And uh, it looks like he'll be coming on the 23rd. Uh, We might try to get him on earlier you know, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. I mean, a lot of things are going on in the world of golf. One of the biggest topics that we can't seem to drop because new information is leaking slower than my leaky faucet upstairs in my second washroom, it, it's the fact that who's playing live golf, right? And we had a mm-hmm. controversial weekend with Ser- Sergio <laughs> Garcia being in the news once again. You know, he's not throwing his shoes. He's not spitting in a cup. He is yelling. Well, he wasn't yelling, right? He was talking to himself, caught on camera, uh, saying he can't wait until he gets off this tour. Just a couple of more weeks. Now, you know, I don't know if it was just uh, uh, <laughs> if it was just a comment, or if he really feels that way. I think you know, you could only keep things inside for so long, and I think he's had his personal issues with the tour over the years mm-hmm. and you know you bottle it up you, you know you're it's going to come out especially if you're yep. a fiery spaniard right
1: <laughs> uh you know again like sergio if he had five minutes to cool off before opening his mouth when he's irritated probably would have changed a lot of the uh, dramatic scenes uh, that he's uh, participated in over his career from racial comments to yes, spitting in the cup to uh, it, it's, it goes on and on. He's, he's got a pattern and uh, he did it again here. And really uh, sometimes you can appreciate when someone wears things on their sleeve, but that's unbecoming of a professional golfer. Uh, you should be able to uh, control your tongue a little bit, uh, regardless of the situation. Um and uh, he did it again, but it stirs up this controversy with the live tour yep. and obviously Sergio's playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's going to be the 40 something tour. And these guys are going to try and fill their pockets, which it, I can't blame them, um, at this point of their career. And, and again, uh, it's more drama within golf and golf isn't really uh, a sport that gets uh, flooded with the controversies. Uh, you know, we get the odd uh, scenario, uh, you know, what's happened to Tiger through the years, but w- the controversies just keep coming right from, from Phil and, you know, this competitive league that's coming out here the, this is unlike anything else. So we really uh, uh, it, it, it's going to catch a lot of eyeballs in, in the end is it going to be good for the sport? It's going to draw a lot of new eyeballs onto the sport. Um, it might make golf uh, visually more appealing to, to who uh, uh, more than just the diehards. Um, so yeah, who knows where this is going to go, but uh, mm-hmm. we know the next, the next couple of years, it, it, it's, it, it's going to be interesting to watch this unfold.
0: I think Mike, the uh, 10th of May is the deadline to be able to get the exemption from uh, the PGA tour. Um, to go out and play. And so I guess things are going to start getting announced. I mean, the PGA Tour itself is, uh, they're pretty good at keeping things under wraps, really protecting mm-hmm. their players, their organization. Um, you know, even when they were giving out fines to players, that's not public knowledge like other sports. Um, yeah. Um, and so that's really interesting. I'm really looking forward to this book. I tell you, you know, just to circle back to this. Uh, yeah. Alan Shipnuck's, you know, released a whole bunch of, you know, excerpts from the book and people have uh, released a few things he recently said in one of his uh, messages or tweets i should say um he said i've always enjoyed being around phil and love writing about him but as a biographer's job i'm here to capture all the facets of a person in the book i Mm -hmm. celebrate phil's virtues but the messiness is in there too so Mm -hmm. i you know that's a nice way to put it. Uh, <laughs> you know i yeah. um, I'm looking forward to reading it. We should be getting it any day now, and we're going to be able to cover it, talk about it, and um, have him on the show. He's traveling on the 15th, so he won't be on next week, but uh, stay posted because we're we're going to announce when he will be on.
1: yeah i um are we live?
0: We are live. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good, because
1: I don't see the YouTube uh, sign uh, oh. video on my end here.
0: All right. Well, maybe uh, you should double-check. It shows here on my uh, counter. It says live. We're 17 okay. minutes in. And good. if you're uh, just tuning in, it's just Mike and me, Mike and Raf. You're listening to the Golf Podcast Live. We're on you know, 15 different platforms, and then we, we put all our stuff out on our social media feeds as well. So... Pretty excited to uh, to be expanding, growing, uh, having our audience grow. Make sure you subscribe and uh, hit that notification bell or whatever platform you're using. Um, Mike, anything else you want to say about live? I've, I'm, I'm just, I'm just can't wait till it gets started. It, it is starting. Yeah, it is well, happening. Coming. Which, which you know, we've been talking about it for so long um supposedly there's 15 of the top 100 players that are going to play i know a lot of the golf analysts and reporters and journalists are talking about well there's a bunch of guys in their 40s and 50s you know if they want to go no one's going to miss them there's a lot of toxic talk on social media as well um Yeah, I don't I don't have a personal opinion because no matter which rabbit hole we go down, if we name an organization or a country or a place or a a company or a corporate identity, we're going to find dirt. We're going to find that the money is, you know, uh, being washed in some shape or form that people don't like, whether it's ethical, whether it's it's political uh, whether it's a it's a uh, social stance, I mean, we we live in a very touchy um, time in 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 the world right now, where every single thing that we say is dissected, and people jump at your throat. Oh, they
1: dig in your closet to find your skeletons. And you're right; every corporation. Uh, you know, if you look hard enough, there's going to be something that offends somebody somewhere along those lines, and um, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, it, it's 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 a tough time we're in. Uh, but in terms of golf, you know, there's opportunity, and Greg Norman taking advantage of an opportunity here uh, that he's wanted to do for decades. He's he's wanted to uh, have an alternative to the PGA Tour. And really, maybe this can exist with the PGA Tour. There are other tours, DP World. Uh, there's a WGC events. Uh, there's a lot of uh, events uh, out there. Um, so maybe there's room for this. And you know, if they stay to an eight tournament schedule each year, uh, it could maybe coexist with the PGA Tour. For the most part, there's going to be conflicts uh, for some of them, and that's where these players will have to decide. So, uh, uh, Yeah, but but imagine they're uh, giving
0: them ultimatums. What if you can't play? Because the whole problem is tournaments that are taking place in the U.S., they're not going to get exemptions for that. There is no way the PGA Tour is going to allow for that. You've got the PGA Tour. You've got the RNA. uh, You've got the USGA. You've got the Masters organization. All these people are working together right now. Uh, the DP World Tour, formerly the European Tour. They're, they're working together, and I don't think they're thrilled about, about what Greg's doing and what the um, no. Live Golf Investment Fund Series, uh, coinciding with the Asian Tour uh, to be official. Uh, I'm a little confused still on this. You know, the website is very um, basic, uh, it gives information and dates, but you know rules and regulations and players and things of that nature are still hard to find. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. I, I don't think yeah. they're going to be working with Greg, and Greg's a little bit controversial, right? He's a—he seems like a great guy, obviously great player, really smart businessman. But uh, there seems to be something that we're not seeing. You know, there's a there's a communication yeah. problem between him. And a lot of the top people. And there's got to be a reason for it, right? We don't see it because we're so far back and maybe outside of that inner circle.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, uh, we can only see what we can uh, find online. And the, the Live Tour uh, is not putting that much effort into their online presence at the most social media channels. At first, was uh, questionable if it was the correct channel or, or uh, a spoof. So, um, you know, everyone's kind of in the dark unless you're in that inner sanctum that knows really going on. So all we can do is watch and react to the limited information that we have. But each week someone peels back a layer of that onion and uh, more information comes out. The Sergio's antics uh, were exactly that. Uh, Lee Westwood's made comments and, and, you know, we've got a, a good sense of... Uh, like the Poulters, the uh, the Westwood, and some of the the uh, mid '40s guys, Adam Scott is, is uh, hinted over it in the last couple of months. So I, I suspect we'll see a lot of these guys uh, going in and cashing in. And they don't care. They're they're not really a factor of the GA Tour anymore. Maybe an odd week one of them gets hot, but it really, it's a it, it's a different golfer's game. It's a younger golfer's game. These guys, the big hitters, and So these guys are, it's their sunset before the Champions Tour.
0: Well, if you guys are just joining us once again, welcome to the Golf Podcast Live with Raf and Mike. I'm in Toronto, Mike's in Vancouver, and we're here to talk all things golf. Uh, We got cut off for a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, There's so much to talk about in the world of golf. One of the funny things that happened this weekend was... uh, well, it wasn't too funny. Ken Duke had an inside 10-foot putt, uh, putted off the green. and went 30 yards away from the hole. Like It passed mm-hmm. the hole about 10, 15 feet, and he stood there thinking it's going to stop, and it just kept on trickling down the hill, down the fairway, the neck of the fairway, all the way back for a 30-yard chip. So I, I guess it wasn't funny. I'm laughing because it's happened to all of us, hasn't it, where we have kind of oh, do yeah. something silly in golf. We're we're in a worse position than we started with.
1: Yeah. You no. Know, again, it's it's a it's a cruel, evil game, and, and that is a good, good example. It happens to touring pros too. Um, you know, we've all got that story. We should almost have an episode where we have uh, friends call in and they got five minutes to tell their worst story. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of playing uh, at in La Quinta at the Desert Dunes course uh three of us would go out there early first hole it's played slightly elevated approach and the pin was in a bowl and three of us were below the the bottom of it putting up you know 10 15 feet uphill and it just kept coming back one of us made the putt and the other was we were there four four or five times just kept coming and coming back down uh it, it was uh very painful but you know good funny uh memory
0: I um I was playing at a place called Trillium Woods in Belleville, Ontario for a college golf tournament. This is where I got my only hole in one, but at the <laughs> I've had one of my worst shots in golf as well. You imagine the uh, <laughs> how I felt. So I had a partner. His name was Steve Pike, great golfer from Quebec City, and uh, we were you know team Quebec. Um, anyhow. Uh, par four, second shot. I might've told this story where I, I hit the tree a hundred yards right in front of me with a, um, uh, I think with a five wood and it came right back at me. It was going to hit me, right? It was one of those things that went way out and it came right back. And I was actually had a longer approach than I started with. So the things like, like that do happen to all of us. I could, uh, continue with embarrassing golf stories, but then, you know, It's, uh, (laughs) we'd go on forever. Uh, So, yeah, Ken Duke. The sad thing is he was in in the lead when this happened. And, uh, you know, ending up 30 yards off the green was crazy. Another real funny thing that happened was uh, James Hahn.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: (laughs) This weekend makes a putt. And he, in my opinion, has the best comment of 2022 probably the best post shot comment ever. And I'm going to paraphrase it. He makes the putt. He misses it short, right? And he says, I can hear you eating those chips, man. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> I love the fact that the PGA tour posted it as well with the caption. Yeah. <laughs> with, with a uh,
1: ca- It was well played comment for sure. Um, you know, Chips can be loud, but you never think about it. Some fans 25 yards away behind the ropes enjoying the afternoon and then getting called out for um, munching on his chips or her chips. Extra Um, crunchy. Great comment. Great comment. Uh, Han has been been out in in the limelight before, if you remember, at the Phoenix Open, TPC Scottsdale, and he broke out into the uh, Gangnam... uh, style dance uh, okay. which pretty pretty entertaining so yeah he's uh slightly different scenario but you know good headlines good good comedic posts glad the pga tour got behind it um it is you know golfers can be sensitive we all have those buddies you know who can you know hear you breathing you know 20 20 yards away behind the t-box t- right so <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> no really different on tour mike
0: i really think that's going to slowly fade away it's one of those things that kind of it's a put-off for a lot of people who don't play golf, who don't really get it that you need concentration, you know, when you're hitting your shot, at least on the backswing and the through swing. And how do you do that when you have crowds now following players like Bryson DeChambeau, Ricky Fowler making his way back, JT's always got a good crowd, Tiger, obviously, Phil Mickelson when he gets back. And um, that list is getting bigger. As the sport Mm -hmm. gets more popular, people get to know the names because really off the top of their heads, even if you're a golfer, People only could name maybe five, six golfers off the top of their head, right? And some, maybe yeah. some of the great golfers of the game that you may have heard of, because this is our father's, grandfather's sport. And you know, the biggest problem the PGA Tour had for years is making the sport cool again, make it, making it sustainable, make it, making it accessible, uh, making it uh, affordable with diversity. It is an expensive sport, and. um Yeah, I don't know what my point was here.
1: (laughs) No, but yeah, you're opening up the discussion about uh, the expense of golf. And yeah, definitely it can be. You know, we've talked about it before. It it can be uh, less expensive. There are options out there to to make it accessible. But, uh, um, you know, a lot of courses, especially during the pandemic, Uh, A lot of golfers uh, can relate to uh, some of the behavior happening by golf courses who are making one person pay for the entire foursome up front and then collecting from your playing partners. And, uh, you know, they've been uh, really capitalizing on the uh, boom in golf right now. And and some of them have been gouging. So some of you golf courses out there, uh, shame on you. Yeah, um, you know, it's great that we're uh, having success right now. We're, we're riding highs, but the, you know, the borders are opening, especially, you know, we live close to a border out here in Vancouver. A lot of people will jump over that their Nexus cards, play in Washington for Canadian dollars at par with yeah. great golf courses. So the tee times are uh, getting more available. So some of those golf courses who have been... Uh, uh, a little overzealous with, with uh, taking advantage of this boom, uh, uh, they're going to feel it. You know, there's uh, a, there's some angry sentiment with some golfers out there uh, who may not frequent your club as often. So um, that's that that's uh, that's my rant.
0: Well, I've got nothing against rules and etiquette, but when it comes to enjoying your day, you know, pace of play is important. You know, um, mm-hmm. dress code. I I know people don't like the dress code. It's gotten way better. With the mm-hmm. amount of clothing that's available on the market for golf, so that's yeah. really cool. but you know the the tuck-in, the the knee length, uh, the uh, sleeves, nose sleeves, the collars, um, you know for the recreational golfer, uh, there should be an etiquette, but it shouldn't be so so uh, frowned upon if you don't wear that. Now, you know you're not going to wear jeans. You're not going to wear pants uh, scuba diving. I, I know that's an exaggerated experience, but every sport has some sort of etiquette, and golf is is very much a country club social sport. And you know, yeah. it's more comfortable to wear golf wear. I'm not going to wear a jean shirt and a jean a jeans uh, with dress shoes. No, uh,
1: <laughs> it, no, uh, you know, I'm okay with new fashion in golf and. You know, you've seen the hoodies come in, uh, you know, I'm okay with evolving style in golf. You know, I wasn't a fan of the mock collar myself, but Hey, if someone wants to wear it. I do appreciate people taking a bit of an effort to, you know, you're going to a golf club, dress, dress, choose your style, but come prepared dress, uh, accordingly. Um, you know, not that often uh, do I play with anybody in jeans, uh you right. know, maybe the pitch and putt you know if you're going to bang out a par 3 for an hour and a half and then yeah, that's sure or big deal but uh or the range I, I even still like why would you want to go hit 100 100 200 balls in jeans like just that right. does not make sense to me but if that's someone going to experience golf for the first time uh or or new to the game um yeah go to the range in your jeans and whatever you want uh but Soak up the experience. But it also depends where. Course.
0: It depends where, Mike. Like we're talking about a range. So there's there's gateway ranges, right? And what I mean yeah. by gateway is a place that's really open to the public. It's not a private, semi-private, or a resort club, where there might be etiquette involved. Um, yeah. As far as the, the, the clothing is concerned. So um, I love the fact that. But people aren't aren't educated. They don't know. I've got people that show up for lessons all the time who don't really know. Uh, how they should act, what they should do. And so it's really up to the facilities and the people who are looking after this great game, the USGA, the RNA, uh, the PGA, the PGA Tour. And, you know, there's so much that could be done while watching television. They they could make small videos like learning you know, tips yeah. on what you, you could do, not just for playing the game. I mean, things like simple things like grip, stance, posture, ball position, you know, what do you, what to expect when you get to the golf course? And I'm sure, uh, the different organizations have, uh, accessibility on their websites. Um, and YouTube's a great tool as well. You could learn a lot yeah. about stuff just by Googling stuff or learning on YouTube. Um, but again, we talked about this last week, you've got your, your gateway, uh, learning method, which is a driving range, uh, chipping, putting facility. Then there is a municipal public golf course, be it a par three course, a nine hole course or 18. And there's different tiers of that, right? There's low end, mid yeah. end and high end. So yeah. that's on the public side, the municipal side. And then we have semi-private, which has membership. And then the public is allowed. Then there's yeah. a fully private club. And then we have resort clubs, so I think I covered it all. That's
1: yeah, that that's a good basis of all of it, and that's where I'm saying, uh, you know, I, I kind of like to defend the fact that the game is expensive because absolutely it, it can be, but there are pathways to access to this game, you know, inexpensively, and we've covered them there, uh, and, and uh, you know, simple pitch and putt. Uh, you need a, a nine iron or wedge and a putter which they'll rent you for 50 cents each uh, if you don't have them. And the um, way you go, 15 bucks, you're, you're entertained for a few hours. But uh, you, you can acquire used equipment. You can go down to the range. Um, yeah, you can go experience golf at, at any of those levels uh, and, uh, and, and, and get out there. Um, and I think when we're trying to continually grow the game, we, we don't want to scare people away with being too stringent on, on, uh, on awareness, like, uh, um, you know, forcing someone to spend $400 in the pro shop, uh, to, you know, meet the dress code. I can see that would happen at a high-end private club, but, uh, you know, a lot of the public courses will allow you out there in a t-shirt and jeans, like some of the, the munis, but, uh, Really? Do you want to walk around four hours, five hours, and in jeans, and like you're going to be uncomfortable, and uh, well, you're well, not? Well, think about
0: know. just other basic sports. I mean, if you play any other sport, I mean, whether it's badminton or you're out playing volleyball or you're playing hockey, you need the proper gear. And golf clothing is made so that it's comfortable. You know, the uh, the shirts yeah. are made longer so they don't come out all the time, or you could just untuck on most of these public courses. So you know, people yeah. always tuck and stuff. But you know, the, there's the khaki pants or the, uh, the the type of pants that have a microfiber to it, so they're easy to move in. Yeah. And although it looks stuffy, the, those microfibers are super comfortable. Those cottons yeah. and and stuff the are made for Adidas golf. The Adidas
1: and Under Armour line of yeah. pants, uh, they're almost like wearing shorts. Like yeah. they're they're really thin, fine material uh moisture wicking material and uh, yeah, it goes a long way and not really expensive either you, you can always hit the outlet malls and load up on uh, uh you know good quality polos for uh reasonable price in this you know in canada here anyway uh you know uh 40, $40 60 dollars uh, you know for good quality shirts and in the states you can get them even less and you just got to look around yeah. um Right, but yeah, it goes a long way. Comfort in the golf course. Uh, and another thing too is, I th- I think there should be more of an educational process for slow play. Teach uh, people, you know. You ever wonder why you don't get invited to a round from your buddies? It's because yeah, you are painfully slow. You know, uh-huh. so you are the last in the list. If you are a slow player, you are the last one invited because it's painful. But there's uh, and also the I, social
0: I, aspect to it you know I've, I've talked about this a lot of times uh, with you is that people could play in a best ball format so whether you're sure. two people or four people everybody hits their shot from the same spot and whoever has their the best shot which means the most playable shot doesn't have to be the furthest yeah. shot and that's where everybody drops their next shot and they go on to play uh, their next shot and it's it's a lot yeah. more social
1: yeah you can do that on your own is a force if you're beginner golfers, you can just do that and just make it fun and, and try to put put down the best team score you can uh you don't always have to do stroke play in fact other than outside of North America, most golf is stable for powerpoints or match play yes right it it it's in uh, North America we are uh masochists and we want to torture ourselves with stroke play and it, it you know try different formats right uh, it it is a lot of fun um and you know with, with stuff like with stableford once you've exceeded double bogey you're you're not getting any points you can pick up and just go to the next hole same with match play um you know you don't always have to you know grind out and tap in for your 10 uh you know just pick up and spare yourself going through it uh you know unless you're not holding anyone up and you want to get the reps in get some practice that's cool too but Really, if if everyone was a, a little bit more aware on the golf course and the clubs and the golf organizations, Golf Canada, USGA, RNA, if they work on an awareness campaign and to teach the newcomers to just how to move around the golf course just effectively, so you're you have to think you waste a minute on every hole. You're now two groups behind uh, in terms of the flow of the tee sheet, Uh, you know, where people, where they park their carts or leave their push carts and uh, simple things, how they approach tee boxes and, you know, just being ready to hit the ball. That's the one thing I can say to any new golfer, be aware of your turn to play and be ready to hit the ball.
0: And Mike, I agree with you. You know, uh, you could take lessons for your local PGA pro, or you know, go out with a top amateur. You don't have to go out with, <laughs> with with a pro, but you know, st- it starts off at the range, and you could have yeah. these discussions. You could chip and putt, or go to a facility, chip and putt, and learn what par means. Learn that every hole on a championship. Length style golf course, whether you're playing the front tees or back tees, need to be played in 15 minutes flat or less. it will give you a four and a half hour round. And that seems like a long time, but two hours and 15 minutes for nine holes. If you're playing a pitch and putt style course, you can get it through it in an hour and a half for 18 holes. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a full length game. If we look at basketball, everybody's got a, a basket set up on their garage, you know, growing up you, you, or you have a hockey net, you, you're not playing hockey, right? You're not out on the, on the ice playing team hockey, but you're working on your game. So the things you can yeah. do at home, chipping and pitching, yeah. getting a net into your garage. There's so many fun things that you could do, you know, back in 1999, when I first got into coaching, I was involved with the, uh, uh the RCGA with uh, the future links program and that mm-hmm. helped people get into the game. Um, that was a while back. That was close to 23 years ago, and uh, now they have the uh, the first tea, the first T program here in Canada, much like the program yeah. they have in the U.S. So they have adopted that program, but that's great for kids. These yeah. similar programs should be available for adults, and there are yeah, clinics, be. and it sh- it should be more accessible. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you're wealthy. Uh, you could afford everything. Yeah. So these programs should be available for adults also. Yeah. hundred
1: um, percent. No, hundred percent. And they, the thing is if you're looking for a, a group lesson, like, like a beginner adult, beginner golfer does not know necessarily where to go about finding, uh, finding a group to join or, or a clinic or, uh, you know, day camp. They, they they're, they're confused. So, uh, if there again comes down to awareness and draw people into the game, if our governing bodies uh, put, you know, obviously we know they do. If like we see commercials, you know, to you know consult a PGA Tour pro, but uh, bring some 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 group events out, get people down uh, to uh, c- collectively learn from a pro, and incentivize them to come out uh, and teach these people some basic fundamentals and grow the game. You know, keep just keep keep going at it. You know, I, I don't see a lot, and I know with the algorithms on all these platforms, uh, and the way I use the internet, I'm sure I would, uh, I should be seeing a lot more golf. Um, you know, uh, promotions. You know, um, but um, yeah, I think those are a lot of things that they can do to to help people get a bit of education and foundation about the game, how to play it, and how to. It's the the etiquette, like we mentioned before. The etiquette of golf is something that takes a while to learn, but with a few pointers here and there, like not a lot of beginner golfers know that the first person who holds out on a green should go grab the flagstick and uh, and, and tend it until everyone's done. They pop it in, and you know there's there's all kinds of uh, uh, little nuances through the game that you know some education would help people have a faster experience play the rounds faster and more enjoyable and play more golf
0: i love starting with my students around the green so having them understand um, the etiquette when you approach the green the first thing you look at right if you're playing with a foursome there should be four balls on the green and at that point, you know, take a, a look at the the lay of the land. You know, what's your high point? What's your low point? Because people don't know how to read greens. And yeah. what's the first thing you do when you approach? You mark your ball. Who's the person who's supposed to pull the pin is the f- person that's closest to the hole. So small things like that. And then once you yeah. mark your ball, not to walk on people's lines, how to read a putt, uh, how to help each other out, how to... Change your marker position if somebody mm-hmm. tells you two to the left. Can you move that two to the right? What does that mean? You know, for somebody that yeah. might be really intimidating. So, when yeah. you're watching golf on television, some if there's a force amount on the green, you'll see them always walking around doing something. They, they are doing something, and you should be ready to hit your shot, like you mentioned. Uh, always yeah. ready to hit well, as soon as it's your turn, you should be ready to hit your shot. Um, and
1: here's the other thing to add to that is while your uh, opponents are, are, are sh- hitting, uh, they're in their routine. This is when you uh, assess your shot. Don't wait. This is uh, the biggest, uh, you know, aggravation on a putting green. Uh, when someone waits, it's their turn, and then they go walk around. They do the whole circle again. They look at everything, and you're like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah,
0: you should be ready to Assess.
1: Hit. Assess. As soon as you're walking up to the green, like you said, you're looking at the undulations of the green. You uh, you assess information. So when you are ready to hit and it's your turn, you don't kill your playing partner's uh, momentum by taking a minute. I have one buddy, I won't mention his name. He's walked off the green and plumb bobs from over a bunker and everyone in the group is just like, oh my God, what you seriously? Um, you know, so... Yeah, don't do that stuff. Like, seriously, you you, you just be ready to hit. Uh, assess for your shot while others, and this includes on your approach and on the tee while others are hitting. Uh, you, you know, get your shot ready. Get your yardage. Uh, do what you need to do to get ready. Don't wait again until you're there. Nothing's worse than the fourth guy, you know, standing down by the cart, pulling clubs and shaking, scratching his head, and then everyone else is teed off, ready to go. And then you gotta wait for uh, you know your slowpoke buddy to get up there and hit.
0: <laughs> Don't so forget your putter. A- so if you if you're if you got a pull cart or you got a golf cart, obviously you stay on the uh, cart path at this point because you're closer to the green. You know you make your way to the green. You're being extremely social, but you forget your putter. So you got people running back to their cart, coming back. Uh, They usually forget something like a ball marker. You could use a coin or a poker chip or something else for a ball marker. You could throw your phone down uh, if you want to use that as a ball marker because everybody's attached to their phones. And then fix your divot mark. And if you don't fix Mm. yours, fix somebody else's because part of the etiquette of the game is keeping that green surface in good shape. And uh, you'll notice on municipal courses, it's a lot more bumpier. Uh, the, the private, too, yeah, me, private, private too, believe me,
1: private, they roll good, but for some reason people aren't fixing ball marks and you see that a lot of even high end clubs and I don't, people think they fix themselves, but all you need to do is bend over with your tee and, and you know, pull the, uh, pull the uh, damage together, tap it down with your putter and you're good. You can even use your putter, Gary player, as a method of tapping it down with the toe of your putter. Yeah, I wouldn't, and, I wouldn't and,
0: suggest it for beginners, though, but I, I know no, what you mean, right? Just jamming it no. around like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you
1: don't need a tool to do that. Use a tee out of your damn pocket and, uh, and fix it. If you're good enough to make that mark on the green, fix it, fix another one while you're there. Or if you're waiting for your friends to putt, tap down a few and, and, and repair the green. It's good golf karma. You know, you, you need those, you need that to make some putts sometimes and you've got to dig deep in a match and uh uh you know you, you should always uh, fix your damn damage on the <laughs> golf course that means replace your divots out in the fairway or you know sand if that's what your yeah, course rake, does you rake
0: your bunkers nobody wants to go into a bunker full of footprints or a rake in the middle of the bunker uh, that, that's yeah. uh, some great etiquette but you know carry a divot tool you know it's it's uh, something you put in your pocket or in the bag uh, they're inexpensive. You get a plastic one. If you if you don't want to get a metal one, that costs $15, $20. Usually at the pro shop, it's available right at the counter with tees. Uh, you get yeah, a, ball a lot of them, they're usually free. Yep. The plastic
1: ones are usually free. So uh, do it. But just use a tee. You know, I, I don't actually you know, ever a, use a ball marker. Mike, I, I use I a tee and my putter.
0: You know, fixing divots, but ripping up the divot itself. Um, and, and that's what I don't like seeing because it's going to be a dead spot. And what I mean by that is a divot tool is a fork-style uh, tool that gets stuck in the ground, and you're supposed to push the divot forward in, uh, a couple of ways towards the hole of the yeah. divot. If you do it the opposite way, where you're lifting... You're ripping out the roots underneath yeah, that right. divot, and that will flatten out once you put your putter on top and flatten out that divot, but you've just killed that area that's growing. All the all the roots have been ripped out, and I see that all the time. People just lifting up that divot, right? You're supposed to push forward. Yeah. It's a small thing. But it's, you know, it's tough. Well, let's, let's move on to something a little bit more exciting than dividends.
1: Yeah, sure. We're <laughs> you
0: know, but for riveting, the, for, <laughs> riveting, riveting conversation. <laughs> um, look, I, I'm all about growing the game, Mike. Uh, it's it's growing because I think people finally realized on how amazing it is for mental health, getting fresh air, um, learning a new skilled sport. And there's so many beautiful pieces of property all over the world mm-hmm. to play, and it's never the same. So that's, what's yeah. really nice and exciting. What I don't like when Tiger came around, there was a huge boom in the game and they started building a lot of golf courses here in Canada, the U S and abroad. And it was all about making these car- golf courses hard, right? It wasn't about yeah. making them fun. And Jack Nicholas seemed to have the best approach by making these large fairways and the great landing areas. It, yeah. And everybody wants to have, oh, the golf course with the most bunkers or the most water or the most fescue, right? And, oh, it's like in Scotland with uh, with rolling fairways and nobody could hit the ball off of these places that are so difficult yeah. to play. I wish they would just go back to some of the basics of enjoying the sport We've got the technology to build golf courses that are shorter, flatter, wider, uh, fairways, larger greens. Um, yeah, I'm all about that. I, I, I'm really, you know, risk-reward holes where if you go for it, it'll be slightly penal, but you're rewarded for a good shot. They're not some weird bounce that you're going to have and end up in, in uh, Sergio Garciaville, right? You're going to be in, yeah. <laughs> uh, off in, into the... Uh, the marsh, you know, I'd be upset too, like, uh, Sergio, you know, walking around, you know, ankle deep in that mud marsh. He was walking around on <laughs> this weekend. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And, uh, Arnold Palmer has a you know, signature to him. He usually has a drivable par four, which is uh, tight, you know, but short. And, and from every tee box, if you're playing the correct tee box for your skill level, you should have a shot at that par four. Uh, he will have uh, par fives that are reachable uh, if played properly. Uh, they're usually generous landing spots off the tees, but he, he gets you. You got to hit a good approach and he's going to have a lot of bunkering around the greens, you know, and, and like you mentioned, Jack, he's got uh, certain signatures as well. Uh, the course is playable uh, and they are demanding and uh, you know, you play the right tee box. You're going to have your challenge uh, golf uh, should be fun for the amateurs uh you know um there really there the there has been uh, uh, this uh, this push for tougher golf courses and and you know we all like to experience something like uh, the TPC at uh, Sawgrass or uh stadium course and I played a course in Hawaii called Koalau um which uh, pretty sure they filmed Jurassic Park nearby and uh, and I'm not making that up. Um, and the jungle around this golf course was so thick you couldn't get ten feet through it. It was you'd get stuck in it. Never seen anything like it. It was red clay type sand. Oh yeah. The the uh, rough looked like arugula. It was so thick and right. um, uh, forced carries
0: all over the place. They build themselves. Uh, they had a
1: slope rating of 151. And, and for those uh, yeah, of you it, who
0: don't know, 155 is the highest rating you could get on a golf course, <laughs> so that's pretty high.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. They call themselves the toughest golf course in North America or, or the world. Well, you see, they
0: got their little niche, right? That's their marketing tool, and it's, uh, you know...
1: It, it was... Fun in certain ways. Uh, We played it twice as a group, and each day we uh, collectively as foursomes and and all single-digit caps, uh, we played a dollar per lost ball. And uh, each day, the entire group lost over $50 in in lost balls uh, because it was ridiculous. And mind you, we were trying to carry things and and taking some risks and and whatnot because it was just such a goofy layout that uh, uh, we were playing skins and we we, we just went for it and had some fun where all of our scores were terrible.
0: So, Mike, put this in perspective now. A beginner goes out with your group on that golf course. For the first time it's never been on a golf course never yeah, experienced they're golf. never playing again they' never tell you <laughs> that if you guys are upset and you're not you know like it's difficult as it is and you're you, you guys are great golfers how hard is it for them so let's let's yeah. circle back and talk about how good these guys on the PGA tour are uh, this week we've got the at and t Byron Nelson uh, there was a Monday qualifier had a couple of guys who made it through four guys Austin Et Conrad Schindler, mm-hmm. Kyle Wilshire, and Andrew Loop. Now, unlike the champions tour, if you go through pre qualifying and qualifying and shoot just under par, uh pretty good chance you're playing in that event. Here, yeah. whether it's the Corn Ferry Tour or the PGA tour qualifier, these guys are shooting eight under was the winner, and then three six unders to make it. Yeah. You know, over a course of a couple of days, you know, these guys are shooting 20 under par, 25 mm-hmm. under par. That's how good they are. Mm-hmm. And five under doesn't make it, doesn't cut it, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh,
1: Yeah. no, that's, um and the fields are deep, you know, the, the Monday qualifying fields are deep and littered with, former touring pros and PGA Tour card members. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, these uh, golf, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of pro golf out there. And, again, that's why Mr. Norman feels it's the right time for another tour because um, there's, there's bodies out there who want to play. So, so, yeah, this uh, it's going to be fun to watch all this mayhem unfold here. Yeah. So what was the date on that live tournament? Was that in June?
0: That was in uh, June, I believe. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up pretty quick. But before we get to that, we've got the PGA Championship happening up in Tulsa at Southern Hills. Yeah, we're two weeks away. We're two, actually, yeah, two weeks away. So after the mm-hmm. Byron, we've got the PGA Championship, and who's set to be in the field? Well, we've got Tiger, Tiger Woods. There's no other Tiger, is there? And Phil, <laughs> and Phil Mickelson are both registered. Now, will they play? I think Tiger's playing. Phil is still questionable. Still up in the air. We don't know if that's happening. Um, what do you think, Mike?
1: Yeah, I mean, Phil... Uh, do you think Phil's going to hide out for a little bit longer? Because they're, they're, uh, well, the books they're really digging right. through his trash right now. Yeah. You know, there's... A, you know, um, and every week that goes by... There's more and more stories coming out uh, of how he's behaved. And, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, even Mark Kalkovecchia has has said uh, things in the past uh, that, uh, you know, this isn't the real Phil, I'm paraphrasing a bit, but, you know, what we see isn't really uh, the real Phil. Um, and, And, you know, I've always been a fan of Phil. It's been really entertaining to watch you know, his uh, successes and, and misgivings over the year. But uh, all of a sudden, everyone's turning a dime and, and they're all like, you know, uh, out to get Phil. Um, so as I was saying, is he going to hide? Is he going to just lay low and let this blow over? But like, how did, as a competitor, how do you not want to defend your title, you know, as the, the current PGA champion uh, at 50 years old? Uh, historical win last year uh you got to go out and defend southern hills he's been there before uh you know you never know but will his game be ready or is he scared that he's going to go out there and just play terrible and so he's just going to use this uh bad press to just to you know hide out in the rafters a little longer
0: i think uh gary player put it best during the uh supper at the masters this year he said uh he's very missed and it's very sad that we're not seeing him play, you know, 20 some odd years, yeah. consecutive years playing uh, the Masters, you know, him being a multiple Masters champion, sort of, uh, you know, peaking at this at at this age to be playing that type of golf and then going out on the Champions yeah. Tour, winning a couple of events there, just really having a good, you know, consecutive uh, winning streak, both on the yeah. Champions and the PGA Tour, at 51. You know, uh, yeah. like it's it's not like he has a lot of time left. Where he's like, okay, I'll just you know what, I'll take this break, and then I'll just come back at what 53. I mean, he's <laughs> it's now no, or never. It's now or no, 100%. never. So I think the the quicker he deals with all these issues and answers all the questions, whether they're right or wrong, to the best of his ability. And he knows he's said some stupid stuff and he knows that a lot of stuff has been taken out of context.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, if he just sits there and takes all the questions on the chin and, and, you know, holds just, just be a candid, let, let him have all the truth. And really the end of the day, he hasn't broken laws. You know, maybe that insider trading thing was, was pushing it a little bit years ago, but everyone forgiven him on that, and I don't care about that. Um, I don't really care how he behaves personally. He's allowed to do whatever he wants, and we all know that he signs a ton of autographs. He, he puts a lot of time in for fans, and yeah, if, so what if he wants to gamble? Go for it. It's your money. Um, yeah, and, you know uh, yeah that pay your bills, you know, there. The, it came out that Bones arguably left because he wasn't uh, uh, getting paid on time, you know, and there's a few hundred grand uh, owing there. I mean, if that's true, um, you know, I hope not, but, you know, they, these guys do pull in a lot of money um, and if, but if you manage it, you should never have financial problems, but uh, when you're, who knows what feels gambling on, we know daily went through gambling through his career, lost uh you know 30 40 million dollars gambling uh that is um it's a tough addiction and and and, uh, uh, just because someone is wealthy doesn't mean they don't have uh issues uh you know there's issues uh don't judge they they come to into all families of all uh all levels of economic success so um if you know if phil's got a gambling addiction um that that that's pretty serious um and who knows maybe he's seeking you know speculating obviously maybe he's seeking help for that uh this all came to a head and uh, that's maybe pushing him to to get some help for for gambling
0: right. yeah there's a lot of lifestyle choices that are being made when you've got that kind of a, a cash roll when you've got that much com- money coming in not just from purses but sponsors. And uh, you know, being under the spotlight, there's a tremendous amount of pressure. I would think I would, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't be able to walk a mile in any of their shoes. But you know, Phil Mickelson, being who he is, uh, with all his records, with all his accolades, still 58th in the world. You know, he's still got a few FedEx Cup <laughs> points from this year. But the guy's yeah. won 45 times on tour. I mean, oh, yeah. he's, he's pretty much the the most winningest golfer uh, up there with the top 10. And speaking of yeah. top tens. I uh, guess how many top tens he has next to Tiger. Tiger's got 199 the last time I checked, and he had 197 top tens. Wow. And uh, second-place finishes, this is where I think he blows everybody out of the water. I mean, he played during Tiger's age, so he's finished second 37 times mm-hmm. on the PGA Tour.
1: Yeah. That's no, the-
0: that's incredible. That's that's just, uh, you know, and the, then there's the third-place finishes. And even Tiger's low round, I believe. What, what do you think Tiger's low round is? And I just know this because I looked it up the other day, but what do you think his low round, career low round is?
1: It's 61, isn't
0: it? It is 61. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, no. win a, you win a chicken dinner. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger, uh, uh, Phil's low round is 60. and yeah. he's, he's been close to a lot of 59s that's, uh, that's oh sure. yeah and he's oh, yeah. and he's made you know a lifetime purse money for phil mickelson is 95 million just under yeah. just under 95 just
1: purses and, and you got to think he's probably made double that you know as speculation on endorsements over oh, his maybe time maybe more yeah it makes you wonder you know if uh how do you have any financial worries right uh, unless you like gambling is uh one of the only things like even uh, you know even if you had a drug habit you don't think you could explode that money you know but gambling when you know you're spending millions of dollars on football games and stuff and you know we everyone likes to throw a little wager on something you know absolutely it's it's part of sport um but you know uh, we, everyone has their own personal demons and, um, you yeah, know, they come up in many ways. So, uh, you know, Phil has uh, lost a, a tremendous amount of money. And, you know, no, I mean, no one feels sorry for him. But what you, you can do is, uh, you know, we, all of us are just, you know, watching through, through the looking glass here. We all want to see him play. Uh, and we all want to see him get past this and get back out there. And uh, uh, whether you're a Phil fan or not, you know it, it, he is fun in the game. Same when, when Tiger was out for so long. He, even the uh, the Tiger haters, were glad to see him back in the game because you know golf is is great when these guys are around. And uh, um, whether we see Phil on Greg Norman's live tour, uh, I, I don't I, go for it. Yeah, go, like uh, i I'm not, I don't know how all this is going to unfold. Right, we're probably going to see Phil out there. Yep especially if he needs to pay his bookies.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, look, (laughs) Look. well, you you know, it's, if it's a question of money that, you know, if you just think about the money side, just forget about everything else for a minute. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to think that way, but you don't know how long your career is going to be. You don't know how long you're able to sustain a level of game, barring injury as well. And if you look at somebody, even like, you know, uh, Tiger Woods, um, He's 800th on the world golf ranking compared to Phil who's right there, right? Mm -hmm. Tiger's at 804 or something. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would, you know, most people would take the money. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a comfort thing. And again, no matter how deep we could dive into different corporations, uh, with, uh, different, uh, organizing bodies and tournament, uh, organizers, and sponsors and players we're going to find dirt or it's a, you might find stuff that's it's attached to and a lot of these companies do business in the middle east well yeah I, oh no if you're
1: KPMG don't does and they they dropped him right so but it's you know they can carry on so uh there's uh, some hypocrisy within yeah, uh, these maneuvers uh but um it's really optics and with the social justice warriors now and and everyone's just looking for the next thing to turn on and and go nuts and they're looking at corporate logos for anything that you know replicates uh, uh, you know a bad symbolism from the past and and really it it, it's it's just a design and and, you know looking at um, stages that politicians stand on when they give a speech and then trying to you know, comb back their history to say, oh, that reflects this certain person over there. That's uh, terrible. And it's, it's, it's a stage, it's a stage, you know, like these, yeah. they're all put together by rental companies in most part. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, the um, personalities standing on don't own the equipment. Uh, it's all rental. So, you know, people just, if they look for anything and, uh, and, and Phil uh, unfortunately is, um, you know, at the long end of the microscope right now. And, uh, you know, we're not talking about golf game, which is uh, kind of shameful. But, and again, well, we're you, know, about, we're, you
0: know, we're talking about money and integrity. And, um, you know, it's just the way everything's unfolded. There's a certain things that happen in sequence with, with, you know, statements and things people said and how things mm-hmm. are, you know, being done because again we don't we're not seeing or hearing the whole story and this is going to end up in two places there's going to be some litigation in some shape or form guaranteed yeah. and there's going to be some repercussions on players uh they're going to possibly even lose their status uh now th- th- there's a catch here because you got to make a choice between legacy and money because the PGA Tour has that going for them. And the the, the individual events, like the Masters, the PGA Tour, the USGA with the US Open, and the RNA and the Open, those are all separate entities. But, you know, it's brought them all very close together, and they're working together now, which is nice to see. Uh, for the you know maybe the first time in a couple of years you know the game for the last hundred years everybody wanted to one-up each other on 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 uh, locations and uh, the way events are putting uh, being put on yeah. and which players are going to show up with appearance fees but I think it's going to yeah. do a lot for the players Mike they're going to get paid more I think a great idea for the majors would be if you qualify and you don't make the cut You've got to get compensated in some shape or form. The majors need to hold on to the, you know, all these players. So if you're yeah. some, if you're some random guy who made the cut to get through the process of making the cut for the US Open or the, the Open is so crazy, so many thousands of hours and time spent trying to get yourself to that point, you should get 10 grand. You know, all the players who yeah. missed the cut, 10 G's, at least to cover their week you know, or yeah. more, or more, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, we're talking about 156, 144 players every week, you know, uh, not everybody's yeah. Tiger Woods, you know?
1: Well, no, or, you know, Silver Spooned or or, or have that wonderful corporate sponsor that's uh, going to bankroll them. Like look at Max Homa, you know, he's four wins. He uh, played the PGA tour years back. 18 events uh missed 15 cuts right and like he he said so in his post round interview you know he remembers uh the bad times so um and with golf that can come back like how many players out there had like look at ian baker finch who go over at old school for a bit you know wins the british open you know he's on top of the world and he was in the announcer's booth so fast after that. He just, you know, he just, he he, he lost his game. Yeah. Bobby Clampett. Remember, you know, Speaking he wasn't. Harry, uh, didn't he, oh, Christ. He's he yeah, right you there
0: with uh, Jesper Parnovic uh, currently. <laughs> oh,
1: something else. But if you remember the U.S. Open, and I believe it was at the Olympic Club in San Francisco. I could be wrong. Uh, but out of nowhere, he's in. He's in the U.S. Open. He's mm-hmm. contending. He goes out uh, and gets past uh, the first nine and goes out just fucking blocked a ball, pardon my French there. Hit a terrible shot and then gone. He he just they didn't even show him on TV for the rest of the afternoon and it was you know trending to be, you know, story of the decade. Um yeah, but and- to, to your
0: point, Max is in a good place, right? He's he's expecting yeah. he's expecting a kid his uh, a kid. Um he yeah. seems to be happy. Right, and that's that's a big thing for a lifestyle where you're always traveling, you're always working on your game, very little if no off season with the PGA Tour. Hopefully, that changes. And um, you know, one of his quotes he just gave uh, to the PGA Tour was, "I don't feel like I'm fighting my own body anymore." and um Mm. that could mean a few things it could mean that he's not playing golf swing he's playing golf shot you know you you know you get into the zone where you start hitting shots you're just visualizing the shot i mean you've practiced enough you're not thinking of where you are at the top of your swing at impact what where's your weight distribution where's your ball position you know how you gripping the club you You can't
1: uh, can't perform if that's what you're thinking right and then uh, it, it's it's hard to get into that zone where you see it and do it and and just execute. Um, Dialing in so, the yardage,
0: Mike. How many times have you and I played together on you know shorter golf courses, whether it's pitch and putt or you know uh, approach shots, you know greens and regulation? Sometimes you zone in. You're looking at the green. You're looking at the pin. You got an idea of the yardage, and it's it's like throwing a ball into somebody's glove yeah. right here, right right here. Yeah. And and you see that pin and you land within that three foot circle and it's, you know, it's not because you got all your irons dialed in, you got a feel. And I think a lot of the players have grown up not having feel. You see these guys, I can't believe they're such good ball strikers, drivers of the ball. They hit it so far, but when it comes to chipping and putting, how much time are they spending? like our, yeah. just, you know as a coach yeah. I'll tell you double it just double whatever you're doing man and look at your stats like just look at yeah. your stats you know
1: I I know a lot of players uh you know good players and and mediocre players and uh, uh even this match we had yesterday you know both good good ball strikers and uh but you know, some players they, they they great they bomb it off the tee and they have no control with their irons you know where there are three clubs long over the back of the green. Like, like, what what are you doing? Like, you know, learn your yardages and, and get some time in on the short game. And, and it goes a long way. So uh, I don't hit it as far as I used to, obviously, but I will make up for it uh, on uh, around the greens and getting up and down. Cause uh, that's where I put most of my practice in and that's the way to go. Um, but, you know, back over to Max Homa because uh, we got off on uh, another tangent, but, uh, you know, he's locked down number four. Uh, he's confident about going into the PGA Championship, which is a new place for him to be, uh, you know, riding this high. He's got, um, you know, the you know fourth win under his belt, and we got a President's Cup year. So uh, if he can keep this going, You know, we might see him uh, on the President's Cup. I I, I say yes. uh, I say yes, he
0: will be at the President's Cup. And he said it time and time again, outside of the majors, he's so focused in on getting on one of these teams. And it's a life changer, right? The camaraderie, something they're calling now, you know, it's a pretty new development, the Team USA development uh, team. Um, Yeah is 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 new you know all these guys were pretty independent when it came to getting yeah. into these team events and they're thriving they're loving it
1: these guys they are all buddies right like maybe we saw the last rider cup team and, and you know the president's cup team is not going to be very different uh you, you know uh, other than a few characters uh but Max would fit right in with JT and Jordan, all those guys, yeah, whoever else. Like, he's going to fit right in. He's got a great sense of humor, it's not going to be a problem in, in uh, the team room. Uh, the, the current U.S. uh, you know, golf uh, team is uh, they're they're, they're they're buddies, you know, much like the Europeans were, they, they were, who travel together, eat dinner together. Uh, you know, there's a lot more camaraderie there, and, and the U.S. team has that now. So um, the rest of the the international team this year has got to be ready because they're 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 going to have a tough battle in front of them, right? And this is one of those conflicting events, even the Ryder Cup for that matter. It's like you love the U.S. team, you know, you, have, you know, all the players but you also you know you, you you love the european team and the international team cuz you know we're we're in canada so we're going to have uh, our, our own uh, yeah. uh, countrymen in, on the team so uh, it, it's really a, i'm support i'm going <laughs> for both teams in a way um, you know i feel for it when we have uh, you know, our canadians going like like in the mike weir and tiger match in 07 um so yeah, it's a bit conflicting, but yet you you appreciate all these American players because we watch them grow up, and you know they're so good, and it's a different breed of player out there now. They're they're not individualists. They're 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 working together. They're they're, they're friends. You know, like so, uh, it's 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 great. Even a, a little tangent. Matt Wolf commented that he's just happy to be back out and playing. Like yeah. he's, he's not worried about winning. He's just, he's happy. Uh, you know, he's in a better uh, state of mind and, and, um, you know, anyone who's been, who's traveled knows, uh, you know, that the experience of traveling isn't fun going through the airport process and getting your rental cars and, and, and all of that. And, and these uh, PGA players, the lesser known players who are, you know, in the, uh, the bottom of the echelon, um, they don't have the money. So they're going through, uh, you know, the same same airports we are. Yeah, it's a pain. It's annoying. And then you got to do that week after week. You're tired. You got to practice and work on your game. As much as I would totally like, like to do that, um, you know, it, it will wear you out. Week after week, and uh, you know, you're not all pulling up beside the plane and, and, and jumping into the net jet, uh, you know, like like some of the the top tier guys are doing. Um, so yeah, it, it's taxing on your body, and you're away from your family. Some of these people have uh, children or uh, you know, wives at home. They're away from all of that, um, you know. So it's not all like look at look at Annika just packed it up and, and went to have children, right? And same with Lorena Ochoa. Yeah. Like we lost two of the two of the uh top uh, female golfers uh, of all time then they they both um had to you know bow out of the game just for for you know to have a family and and all that and you know cuz you know it, it, it's tougher for women uh you know to to have that tour schedule if and have a family if if you know so uh, um so there's there's a lot of variables out there um you know that any golfer would 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 trade to do it but uh you, you look at some of the teaching pros butch Harmon, and david Ledbetter. um why why are they teaching maybe they don't want to do the tour schedule like butch Harmon played the tour but he doesn't like to travel right so uh, or put that time in on their game so there's there's so many variables out there and then you got to play good so if you're tired you just traveled your three tournaments three four tournaments deep uh in a row how are you gonna get that gear right in in and and uh and compete so you know these guys uh when they do pull it off you know we have to appreciate uh, uh what they've done
0: yeah if it was easy, everybody would be doing it who plays golf at a at a competitive level right these guys are mm-hmm. really the one percent of the one percent And just a shout out to our Canadians who played this uh, weekend uh, over at the Wells Fargo. We had Nick Taylor, Corey Connors, Adam Svensson, Roger Sloan, Mackenzie Hughes, Drew Nesbitt, who won the Mexico Open a few years back. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it wasn't part of the um, PGA Tour the way it is now, which is it's a new event before it was part mm-hmm. of the Latin American tour. And he won that. And then there was Michael Glickich. So uh, shout out to all those guys uh, playing out on tour. Yeah. A couple of those guys, hopefully will make a president's cup team. If we get two Canadians on there, it would be really nice to see. That would be and, very cool. And, you know, and I th- every time and I very, see Corey Connors, likely. I think of the Chris Vernon show, right? When yeah. he when he's when he's doing Cory uh, <laughs> Corey Connors is too wonder. Corey Connors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we won't be doing any uh, PGA update uh, or any songs, but we're definitely talking PGA Tour next week, and it's all going to be about Tiger Woods. Your final thoughts, Mike, on Tiger? Well, it's hard not to talk about him. Tiger yeah. Woods playing the PGA Championship next week.
1: Well, we're all looking forward to that, obviously. Let's see how he does. Hopefully... Uh, uh, he, he's got some more endurance uh, in, in his legs and, and um, you know and, and can play well um you know he, he made the cut the masters you know let's, let's let's say he's gonna make the cut at the pga um do we call a top 10 do we call a top 25? Right, obviously, uh, everyone would freak I'm, out yeah. if I'm ca- he won. I'm calling.
0: He's gonna make. He's gonna make the cut, and then we'll go from yeah. there. Right? Maybe after the first round, we'll see how he plays. Yeah, uh, but he'll certainly no. be in better shape. Right? It's it's I been mean, a little it's while. A couple
1: months to rehab. Right? So he'll have uh, you know just shy of two months uh, of rehab, and uh, you know he's working every day. And, and it's you called know Southern
0: it's, Hills, right? But it, there's the hills aren't that hilly. I mean, it's less hilly than Augusta. So it's an yeah. easier walk, from yeah. what I've been told. I haven't played either. I haven't played uh, Augusta or <laughs> Southern Hills, but that's what they say. That's what the writers say, the analysts, the players, and uh, the journalists. Everyone says that you know Southern Hills is an easier walk than Augusta. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that.
1: So that bodes well for him. So let's hope he's got the uh, the energy and stamina to uh, you know perform you know, and and whatever i'm just happy to see him playing at this moment um, anything beyond that in terms of his placements is is going to be a bonus to 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 golf so uh so let's see how this materializes um
0: let's remind everybody for those of you yeah. who don't know how accomplished tiger is compared to someone like roms record or even scheffler's record this year at his height I think his most wins were nine wins on tour in in one of the years. He won nine times. Uh, That was uh, back in 2000, so we would remember that, right? When he won all those times. He's got 82 PGA Tour victories alongside 15 majors, whereas Jack has 18 majors. And, um, you know, I don't know why they don't bundle the victories together because there's international victories that are not included in those 82. He's got 12 international victories as a professional. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I would have to look this up, but there's four other uh, victories, professional victories. And the other would be, I don't know, or uh, I think it's four or 14, something like that. I know that's way off, but I know there's a, a large amount of victories that are not part of that. And, um, Remember we talked about Phil Mickelson and his top ten finishes. One hundred and ninety seven. He's yeah. got a hundred and ninety nine top ten finishes, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, and thirty one second place finishes. A lot of majors and big tournaments for second place, but nothing yeah. like like Phil. Phil's the king of second place finishes. And like we talked about, his low round is sixty one. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward. Seeing him and getting all the hype with the book coming out, with the press conference for Phil, with uh, Alan Shipnuck coming on our show, and um, we got Johan Benson, who's the uh, professional over at La Mirage uh, Golf Club, as well as one of the analysts and journalists at RDS, which is the French version of TSN here in Canada. He was lucky enough to play the Masters golf course this year because he was up there with the RDS team for the Masters, and he won the media lottery to play the golf course the following day. So some of our guests that are coming up, pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, no, looking forward to that uh we've got a couple other in the pipeline that we won't mention until uh, we've got a date confirmed but uh some uh, very exciting guests uh, uh to come so we are as usual available on all the podcast stations uh, tomorrow uh you know we're you're live on youtube now this will be shared through social media and everything please share subscribe comment uh, any engagement uh, goes a long way to uh, feeding the algorithms um so yeah yeah check it out
0: all right guys for michael bleakley in vancouver i'm Raphael Kalamat and you've been listening to the golf podcast live brought to you by ecs evolve creative solutions your web provider for everything digital and of course What's our other sponsor, Mike? (laughs) Well, Drink Company. Yeah. Upper hand cards and collectibles and well.
1: Yeah. Um, Shouts out to all of you. We'll we'll tag our sponsors uh, in social media. Please follow them too. And uh, yeah, drop a line in the comments. You know, we always want to hear from you. Uh, Thank you very much.
0: All right, guys. Until next week, remember, if you're in the first cut by the green, make sure you chip it. Don't putt it. There you go. And we're off. I'm gonna stay on for a little bit, just in case this is streaming. So even if people are listening to this right now, I'm just gonna stay on. Um, That was a pretty good show. We covered a lot. Yeah, no, that's good.
1: That was good. A little bit of technical difficulty, but it seemed to stabilize after.